0: Welcome to Own Your Career, Own Your Future, a Schneider Electric podcast where industry experts across different fields from around the world share on trending topics, insights and career advice on how the next generation can contribute to creating a more digital and sustainable world. This show aims to be a trusted voice for students and early careers who are looking to kickstart or advance their career with Schneider Electric or in related industries.
1: Everybody, we are back again for the fourth episode of Own Your Career, Own Your Future podcast. My name is Katie, and together with my co hosts, Moen and Tanya, we are so excited that you have decided to join us again. In this episode, we get to talk about buildings of the future, which there are so many benefits from a hyper efficient building, which Schneider Electric is at the forefront of these incredible advancements where we can actively manage our energy. Moen and Tanya, what do you guys know about buildings of the future?
2: Interestingly, Katie, I've had a lot to read about on the topic with Davos having just gone by and our involvement in the Repower Initiative in Europe. I feel like what was really shocking in my research was discovering that 40 percent of global carbon emissions actually comes from built things, which means that buildings are quite energy intensive. So to me, a smart building is places that are energy efficient, essentially, and places where we can live our lives without having to think about how much our light bill is going to cost us. So I think those are some essential elements that smart buildings should have. What about you, Moen? What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think a smart building should be people-centric because uh, we spend 90% of our times indoors, right? And, you know, an indoor environment has enormous impact on our health and well-being. And recently, we've been through the COVID-19 pandemic also, and a lot of us were confined within the four walls of the building. And, you know, with all this, you know, we spend a lot of time with the buildings. I think What the time we spend should be the most memorable one. So for me, I think a building should be a safe building and a smart building. So these are the two things what comes to my mind when when you talk about the buildings of the future and a smart building and how I perceive this thing to be with.
1: You guys are so right. I mean, essentially, we're just creating positive and resilient energy buildings, and that's what buildings of the future is all about. So speaking of that, today we get to interview experts from Europe who are going to be sharing their insights about Buildings of the Future and why it's so important in our everyday life.
3: Our first guest, Helen, is the VP of Strategy and Business Development. Helen, can you share a bit about yourself?
4: Yes. Hello, everyone. And I'm really glad to take part of this podcast today uh, with you. So I am currently vice president of strategy of Schneider Electric France. And um, just to tell a little bit about myself, I worked for 15 years in the telecommunication industry at Orange and Alcatel-Lucent. Then I joined the energy sector in 2013 at Total Energy Renewables, in charge of solar for Europe, before taking up my current position at Schneider Electric. So during my career, I had a various positions, mainly in sales and strategy, and I'm really committed to youth and sustainable development. Wow, Helen, that's such an interesting
2: background. I think you have a career that a lot of people, certainly at my age, would aspire to have in the future. Now let's move on to Daniel. So Daniel's the Ecostructure Business Development Sales Director. Could you tell us more about yourself, Daniel, and what it's been like to be working at Schneider?
5: Hello, everyone. Thank you very much, Tanya for, for introducing me. From my side, I've been working almost my entire life in the Schneider culture. I've been working for Schneider for more than 10 years, starting from the marketing department, moving towards business development, and now it's being extended with sales. Currently, I'm responsible for local organization, I have a team of 24, we are helping or trying to influence the transition, the adoption of the new technologies and solutions, starting from design phase, talking with the end users through teaching ourselves or learning by ourselves about what we are doing towards execution and final validation at the end users with our system integrators and other echo expert partners as well on the market. A bit about myself and the team also I would I wanted to add that it's like we are very passionate about what the Schneider electric future and more like the what more like the vision is about this energy transition, why we are doing things, how we are trying to shape the future. and, and to be honest, this is what keeps us energetic. Every single day.
3: Yeah, Thank you, Daniel. That was very interesting. And it talks a lot about how we do great things at Schneider Electric. And now, last but not the least, we have an amazing product application engineer, who's Tony, who'd like to talk about his journey in Schneider Electric. Yeah, hello. Hi,
6: all So my trip in Schneider Electric started two years ago with the Schneider Go Green Challenge. So it was an experience of a lifetime, I have to say. And in my leisure time, I will have to travel, to hike, and run through the mountains. So it is there where I feel like more connected to nature. So I'm currently working on marketing and business development for the Digital Buildings Business Unit in Iberia. And as Digital Buildings, our, our main purpose is to provide buildings with building management solutions, you know, to make buildings more efficient in terms of its energy and operations. So I suppose that's why, no, I started to work in a Snyder Electric because here, like, I feel I'm doing something great for our planet and its nature, and of course, its future. No.
2: Wow, Tony, I'm like right there with you. I love to hike and run as well, but it's so amazing to hear from all of our guests today about their diverse backgrounds. So let's dive into our discussion for today. So I'd like to start this podcast with the very open question with, what are buildings of the future for you? It's a term that we use a lot at Schneider, and I want each one of you to sort of spend some time and define it in your own words. Helene, why don't you start?
4: Yes, hello again. So the first thing I will say is building of the future, it's a building that is adapted to the usage and adapted to the climate. And in that sense, I will say that it's a building where you feel good inside the building. That will be the first thing. The second point, when I say adapted to the climate, it's about being carbon neutral. And on this topic, I think we hear more and more, which is just need to make sure that we know that buildings are representing more than 40% of the energy consumption in the world. So building... Are clearly a major part of the sustainability topic we have all together. Second point that I would like to say is that when we speak about energy and we speak about decarbonation and being carbon neutral, we always, always, overall in the industry speak about production of energy. And I think the 21st century and the building of the future is about how do we consume less and better, and building will be a key part of that. So that will be my second thing to say on the building of the future. My third thing to say is to say that we always speak about building of the future, and at least in Europe and in France, new buildings are representing 1% or 2% of buildings per year, which means that we have 98% that are somewhere building of the past. And I think that collectively, our third challenge is how do a building of the past becomes a building of the future and how those 98% of buildings already existing are going to become carbon neutral and are going to become adapted to the usage. So this is our challenge altogether. It's being part of the energy transition. It's being at the core Of the sustainability topic that we have all together. What are buildings of the future for you?
5: Yeah, and to add add to what Helen just said, I fully agree with every single thing she just said. Let me just put it in a, a tiny bit different perspective. And I'm closing on this question very much from the technical standpoint is that the first question is where we are losing, where we are losing efficiency? for me as a vision i would say the building of the future it's it's more like a collective it's collected connected buildings collected connected systems like imagine the internet is that you have a set of resources which is geographically the shape of the building the purpose of the building has been set by a designer you have flat surfaces so you have some given attributions that you can use and the key thing is not to lose in the transportation, in the transportation of energy, because we are losing a lot, a lot of energy that is coming from the power plants. We are losing a lot in the transportation of raw materials for food, for example. So in my view, it's it's like a, a smaller set of communities working together to balance each other, given resources and acquired resources, like a community. And one of the main reasons is here. Is that just look at what has happened geopolitically which i'm not trying to overstate but for us in europe we can feel the immediate effect of certain activities in in our neighborhood which is driving up the prices of of electricity gas and other raw materials by default and europe has realized that we are very much reliant to these resources from which I mean, it's a strategical move from our side that we have to have the freedom and independence of choice. And I I strongly believe that, obviously, in Europe, we can feel it very much right now that we have to transform our way of heating, our way of creating the food that we eat to more locally grown, just like Helen has mentioned. But the rest of the world can feel and see as well that what are the consequences of a given act of Offense in their neighborhood.
6: Okay, so one thing I would strongly remark is something that Helen said. No, that for me the main specification of a building of the future is to be like people centric. No, above all we must like ensure that those sites where we spend ninety percent of our time accomplishing our needs are accomplishing what we need as as people. No. So, I mean, we have to build thinking about well-being, about indoor air quality, about comfort and productivity. So, building of the future for me must be so people-centric, sustainable, as Daniel said, resilient, hyper-efficient. So, we don't know uh, how much technology will evolve in the next 50 years, no? So, that we must prepare ourselves and our buildings, our sites, to manage such big quantities of, of energy. No? For instance, electric vehicles nowadays will, like, will increase energy consumption in buildings as per 40%. So electric vehicles will be one more asset in the building to manage. So BMS systems, what we say, like building management systems, must ensure that this connectivity no, with the electrical vehicle infrastructure. So we will need, as Daniel and, and Helen said, that we will need not only to collect data from buildings, but to use this data to take action, no? like to start taking action and decisions based on this data that buildings provide.
3: Yeah, that was a very valid point. And I particularly, uh, one thing that caught my attention when Tony was speaking was about sustainability. And since Schneider Electric promotes green economy, sustainability, and the ideas which can help us to achieve a sustainable future, I just have like one question around all of this: that if you could link buildings of the future and with the concept of sustainability, what would it be? Yes. Yeah, so I now will talk about according to a recent study, you know that was
6: carried out by the Nyang, Nyang Technological University of Singapore that buildings consume about. 40% of the world's energy through their constructions and operations. So the future of building construction and operations, both new and retrofitted, no, is where I think the world will win or lose the fight against the climate change. No? The thing is that it's right no, to install renewable energy, but the next level for us of sustainability in buildings is to make a more efficient use of the energy. No? So we must enable the understanding of all the systems as one and only the systems that produce and generate the energy and the systems that demand energy no like we have to build an integrated building management system
5: adding to that as helen has already mentioned that most of the co2 are going to come in the upcoming decades from the buildings that have already existed and it's kind of in our core as a humanity that if you want to try out some new technologies we have to build something from the scratch because it's always easier. But the real challenges is really like how we can transform the existing infrastructure that we have to be more efficient to interconnect the system as Tony just mentioned, and how we are going to measure and follow up the whole CO2 consumption or emission, or if for some God given reason, the buildings have, are starting to actually generate more energy that they are using, which is obviously is going to be needed at some point in the future as well, than to incentivize those buildings other than just money by itself. And we can see that the European Union, Schneider is putting a lot of energy and efforts into showing the market that this is already, we have all the technologies and that we can already start to work on it. This is not, not the future. The European Union is giving a lot of money for countries with the goal of reducing their CO2 emissions. Is the Green Deal itself. From my personal understanding is that measurement, KPIs, standardization and follow-up and incentivization of this follow-up is still something where we all need to be agreeing on. And that's going to be a key.
2: Being from Hong Kong, I know that I spent most of my life in buildings from my residential apartment to then when I'm in the office, which is another commercial building that's managed by someone else or like another company. And then when I'm at the gym, that's again managed by another party. And Hong Kong is known for its really hot and humid climate. So the majority of our energy consumption is actually from Air conditioning. And Tony, like you mentioned, 40% of the world's energy consumption comes from buildings. And both of you, Daniel, you and Tony and Helen, even have mentioned sustainability in your answers in previous questions. And it's clearly, I think, if you're working at Schneider on some level, you do care about the impact that you have on the planet. And you feel that personal responsibility, and that translates in a lot of our roles. So Since the three of you are so passionate about the topic, how would you say in your role today,
4: how do you make an impact through your work? Helen, why don't you start? Yes, just to say when I look my role today, I mean, I'm in strategy and I do strategy like in any other company, I will say. But the very big difference is waking up with a job that makes sense, with a job that is meaningful as in the context of the job I I, I am doing it. What I mean by this is that the biggest disruption of our generation is about digital. The biggest challenge that we are facing altogether is about energy transition, carbon footprint and sustainability. And we at Schneider, we are at the core of this. And that completely changed the way we wake up in the morning. This is clear. You say at our level, I think at all levels, whatever the level is, when we are working at Schneider, it's also about the sense we give in our job, and it's also about the impact we have, and the impact we have, as I say before, for me is about the biggest disruption and the biggest challenge we have, and how we make this work together in order to to have an impact in our challenges. So I will say if I move a step back, how our purpose in Schneider is for me to respond to the highest societal challenges that we have. And clearly, because of this transition in energy, because of the importance of building in the energy transition, we are at a unique time and space to make it happen. So this is what is completely crazy, I will say, and fascinating about what we are working on together.
6: I completely agree with uh, what Helen said, especially in what said that it doesn't matter no, the, the role that you have here in Snyder Electric, but we are a lot of people that are like, passionate with sustainability, with sustainability, know? So my role in Snyder Electric nowadays so has a lot to do with marketing and business development tasks, so that I work in developing some value propositions for uh, buildings offer no? So here is where I always try to focus on the importance of designing building and maintaining buildings that are smart enough to meet the user's expectations, no? At the same time, they get more energy efficient and sustainable, no?
5: From my side, it's, it's kind of started from out of curiosity. I found myself being very passionate about electrical vehicles as a technology and as an industrial transformation, where it comes from, what drives it, what are the reasons, and also virtual power plants. I found myself doing what I love in Schneider Electric, because we have the culture, we have the vision, we have the technology as well to influence the speed of adoption of this new technology. So what I'm doing every day is like, I'm building a team of people with different skill sets, with different backgrounds, with different roles, but sort of having the same understanding and passion about what we are doing and why we are doing it. And, you know, it's, even if you're talking to your customers, what they are looking for is answers, some sort of guidance sometimes and added value. And where we have very strong added value is absolutely this area that how we can help the customers becoming better on the ESG rating, which is important for financial people. You know, the customer doesn't see the sustainability in it. He sees or she sees the better influence they can have and or better image towards the, the investor ones. But what we see is that finding the right mix of goals, we can influence them towards sustainability, which is obviously is an add-on, which is good for them from PR marketing point of view, but on our own way, we are sort of have the the power currently in Schneider Arctic to, to actually shape it a bit, to drive the customers towards them, to teach them, to show them that it can be done with very similar return on investments to achieve that a bit more sustainable every single day. Wow.
3: Great. Thanks a lot for this great insight. And it's very impressive in how many ways one can make the difference to make the world a greener place. Now, since our podcast is also about owning your career, can you tell us more about how you own your career in Schneider Electric?
5: You know, the typical example what they're saying is that we can list a lot of jobs or roles that already doesn't exist anymore. And a lot of roles that we haven't seen five years ago. Trying to come back to your question, I believe I, I sort of answered this question in my previous feedback as well, that I am able to do what I love to do within Schneider Real Quick, even though I have been in marketing role before, I have been in business development and now I'm in business development and sales role, that you always have the power and decision that you are actually finding, you have to find the space in your everyday work life that you do what you love to do and what you are passionate about of doing. And you will find the people. And I believe that's the beauty of the international company that you can always have the possibility of moving between positions and test yourself, gain experience, learn new techniques and in different territories, specificities, learning different cultures. And it's nothing extraordinary because if you're going back three or four hundred years in our in our history, if you wanted to become a professional in craftsmanship, the young ones were spending years move around in Europe to learn the different techniques from different cultures. So what we are providing as an international company is that you get access to all the knowledge has been put together by all the people working for us and our partners and that's the access to this information is is a very different I believe.
2: Helen would you like to add
4: to what Daniel just said? So thank you Daniel and I will add a few comments on what you said although it's my first role currently in Schneider, so I will not speak uh, for the moment as a career, but we can enter in Schneider Electric a, a little bit older, I will say. What is impressive here is that the company, and I will say the people, can take risk. And I think as a large company, this is a huge, huge value that we have. We can take risk in taking new jobs, in taking jobs that are not what we have done before, to grow, to learn, et cetera. So I will say about what I see from the career in Schneider Electric, three things that are important. The first thing is to have the values, the core values that are represented by Schneider Electric, sustainability, diversity, meaning inclusion, empowerment, collaboration. These are the values that are very important to Schneider to work here. And the second is about sharing, as I say before, this sustainability topic, working every day for a better future. I think if you are not interested by that, (laughs) it will be difficult to work on the other way in Schneider Electric. The first thing on Schneider is it's I say value, second ambition, third performance. Of course, performance is at the core of our career, but it goes with ambition and with values, and those three together brings to have a fascinating career I will say in Schneider.
2: Thank you for that Helen and I loved how you touched on aligning our own personal values with that of the company and I know Daniel you sort of touched on skill set and how within schneider mobility plays a huge role in helping especially young people learn new skills and work across different functions and gain that exposure and helen you've had such a diverse career yourself which i imagine comes with its fair share of challenges and a lot of learning curves throughout all the different roles that you've taken on. But as far as Buildings of the Future are concerned, what skills do you think are necessary for some of the careers that we're going to be seeing in the next decade? What do you think are absolute must-haves for students entering the workforce or for people who are really early in their careers? Tony, I'd love for you to start this time around since you were introduced to Schneider through the Go Green Challenge. Could you tell us about your experience and what led you to pursue a career within Schneider Electric?
6: Yeah, of course. So I will add to what Helen said, that not only here in Schneider Electric, but also in the whole world companies nowadays, and of course focused in the future, we must be like or as far as i as I am concerned, no, we have to be like more digital. No, we are always living in a digital ecosystem. We are working on digital, for example, now in the in the in the podcast, no, so we have to work to know how to work in digital like more effective, no then, to work in a collaborative way. No? Uh, finally, it doesn't matter uh, in the sector or in the segment or in the business that you are working on, that you have to be like really collaborative, no? to collaborate with some people. It uh, doesn't matter wherever they are. No? And finally, is, that is something that for me, it's like the most important capa- capability, no? is to be positive, no? to have a positive mindset. And it doesn't matter now. as I said, in which business you are working on, but or and finally, it's something that you have to be like in your life. No, in general, not only in your professional, in a professional way. No. So as I, as you, as you ask, no, like looking at the buildings of the future. So we see new capabilities and roles that are going to emerge in a in a few years. It is commonly said that in five years, most of the jobs will be new and digital based. No. So nowadays, like now, no, we are already facing this transformation in the world of construction specifically, no? We are appearing, we are appearing new skills, no, such as cybersecurity and computer science, data analysis, building automation and control, no? And of course, like related to what Daniel said before, renewable energies, how to manage buildings in a presuming way, no?
4: Yes, I completely agree with you on the skills and the need for additional resources in some areas. To complement this thing, I will really insist on the digital topic. I think digital is really at the core of our transformation and that we need to accelerate and we are accelerating on having really people that are thinking digital every day. And for that, I will say, Clearly, the youngest people are sometimes born with a digital mindset much more than other people. I also agree with the collaborative. I think in Schneider, we are good guys and we are working together and we want to have a better future. And this is important. It's very important to be in this mindset when you enter Schneider. That's the second topic. I would add something about sustainability, but also uh, this is the third one, but we already spoke about it. I will say really about something that we are a large company, but I think in Snyder, we keep this, I will say, innovative and act like owners way of thinking for a large company. I've been, as you say, in several large companies, and I think we are kind of, it's a little bit exaggerated, but kind of a sum of startup and a sum of people that wants to work together to think differently, to disrupt, to act like owners. And this is really art culture. And I think in this way of thinking, we can also think differently, be disruptive, change the market, you know, and also be, be aligned with, with the challenge we have. And this is also part of our culture. And I think it's, a, it's an important part of Schneider.
2: At Schneider Electric,
4: we really do have that startup type of culture where we're
2: disruptive and we want to drive innovation from start to end and we do take a lot of ownership and a lot of pride in what we do here so i'd like to thank you all for sitting down with us and having this wonderful conversation if you have any final words for our audience any recommendations or resources that they should definitely check out if they're interested on the topic feel free to chime in now tony why don't we start with you again
6: yeah, so thank you, Tanya, because, well, what I want to say only is that I learned a lot from you all in this, in this podcast because finally I am what I said, no? I have been two years here in Schneider Electric, and, yeah, my only feedback from that is that we are in a really, really, really crazy business, no? And I really love to work with, with Schneider Electric and with all these guys, so really nice to meet you and
5: stay in contact, of course.
2: Absolutely. Daniel, what about you? Any final words?
5: Well, I would like to add one, one sentence to the audience is like, I've been here for more than 10 years at the company in five different roles. And I haven't regret not one day. You get always space to learn more in this company with the culture we have. So thank you.
2: Thank you. That's super inspirational and aspirational. Helen, what
4: about you? yeah, I'm gonna say something that everybody says, but I like this sentence. When you have fun and sense at work, well, you never work, right? <laughs> and I think at least I, I say it because I feel it really every day. It's not every day easy. It's sometimes you know you don't want to do what is asked to do, you are asked to do, et cetera. But at the end of the end, as uh, exactly as Daniel say, I've never regret one day what I'm doing. And I'm coming every day with the sense of making something that makes sense and having fun, which is, for me, the most important. That is wonderful. Well, thank you so
2: much for having this wonderful conversation with us, and I wish you all a wonderful day ahead.
1: Tanya, that was an incredible interview with our guest, And I feel like all of our listeners and including ourselves, we're going to leave this conversation just knowing so much more about buildings of the future and how much more sustainable our world really is going to be whenever we have these insights and these analysis and able to control our energy, which is everything. Moen and Tanya, do you guys have any final thoughts about this episode?
3: It was a really great discussion today. And I just have three things that a smart building, a safe building, and a reliable building is the way forward.
2: Couldn't agree with you more on that, Moen. Yeah, I think like it's a great opportunity for young grads to discover and to specialize in, especially if you have some of the skills that Helen, Tony and Daniel sort of pointed out about cybersecurity, about data analysis, knowing more about renewable energies. This is definitely an interesting area for anyone who wants to see their own smart city or their own version of a smart city come to life.
1: I could not agree more. So thank you all for listening today. And of course, if you would like to stay up to date with our latest episodes, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Spotify. We look so forward to you joining us on the next episode, and we really hope that you tune in with us next month. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Own Your Career, Own Your Future podcast. Be sure to head over to the Schneider Electric Careers page at se.com slash careers to check out our open opportunities and sign up to join our talent community to receive exclusive invitations to events, career tips and company updates. Visit our Schneider Electric blog at blog.se.com to read employees' stories and learn about a variety of career paths. Last but not least, remember to follow and subscribe to the show in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify to listen to all the available episodes. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. The information, statements, views and opinions should not be construed as the provision of advice by Schneider Electric or as an offer to buy or sell any products or services or to make or consider any investment or course of action.